Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trudeau. And as always, I bring you sports from a West Side point of view. Right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the AFC champion, North AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals. Also the Reds, if they play baseball. But who knows when and if that's ever going to happen. But do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 1,505 subscribers. That is awesome. I always appreciate every single one of you guys. So if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, what are you waiting on? Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. So we're doing uh, Super Chats as well in the uh, chat crew on YouTube. So if you like to support what I'm doing or make sure your comment gets read because we got James Rapine on here and he's a very popular guy right now. I mean, the man went to the Super Bowl. He was out in California hanging out for a while. I think he's got a nice tan. You know, he's all rested and ready to go. He's full of all kinds of Bengal news. So if you want to make sure your question or comment gets read, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. Like I said, we got James Rapine from Locked on Bengals, from Sports Illustrated, from all Bengals, from his own channel. You know, he's Mr. Oh, he's starting to become Mr. Bengal. I mean, Dave Lapham is Mr. Bengal, but James Rapine is becoming Mr. Informational Bengal. I'll put it that way. Let's get to James. <laughs> James, what's going on, my man? Mr. Informational Bengal. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I will take it. I, I'll take that. <laughs> it's not as catchy as Strawberry Ice, but uh, <laughs> hey, it, it might be better right, than man. any nickname I've been called in my past. What's going on, my man? <laughs> just just came off the top of my head. I was I was trying to figure out a way to get to you, and that just popped in. So there you go. Mr. Informational Bengal, James Rapine. So 
<laughs> so I don't know if you I paid like attention it. to what I tweeted out earlier today that kind of blew up. And I, I messaged you earlier about this, about mm-hmm. getting Ryan Jensen and possibly moving Trey Hopkins to guard. And some people liked it. Some people said it was the worst take ever. You know, I don't know. I, I just There's lots of different things that the Bengals could do. To me, I'll just put it, put it out there. I think the Bengals, if they're going to spend money on the offensive line, which you and me both believe they will, I think you they spend better. the money on a center and a tackle and maybe one and then another guard. That's three. You still have to get that other guard. If you have Trey Hopkins under contract, I think you just slide him over there. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? It's certainly possible. And here's the thing when it comes to Trey Hopkins, and I haven't written a lot about this, but let's look at what Trey's done and look at what the Bengals are. And we know the Bengals are loyal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what did Trey Hopkins do? The dude tore his ACL in January 2020 in a meaningless game against the Ravens. Yep. And, or 2021, excuse me. Yes, right. And was back in July of 2021 right. for training camp. Fully cleared. And I get it. The first half of the year wasn't exactly what people had hoped. And it was probably unrealistic to expect that from him. But I, I think the Bengals, as far as his future, I think they're going to be loyal to him. You played through it for us. We're going to be loyal to you this year. So that means probably keeping him on the roster. So that aligns sort of with what you're saying, right? If right. he's going to be on the roster, you want to find a spot for him. Right. And maybe he is a backup, but you don't want to pay a backup as much money as he's set to make. It's I, I don't see the bank doing that. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, if you go get a Ryan Jensen, can you have Trey Hopkins compete for a starting guard job and, and maybe ultimately, hopefully Jackson Carmen just kicks t- tail and right. becomes the guy that they hoped he would be and takes the job from Trey Hopkins by in camp. But could you theoretically say, Hey, right now we're going to pencil in Trey Hopkins as a starting guard. I think you can. And, and that doesn't mean that this Bengals offensive line is going to be uh, amazing in that scenario or that mm-hmm. he's going to be amazing, a pro bowl guard, right. but will he be competent? I think he could be. So I certainly think that's on the table. I also think it's on the table that they keep Trey Hopkins at center and, and look at right. the guard spot. But what have they valued over the years? Tackles. Mr. Strawberry Ice. <laughs> Tackles. Tackles, right? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and so to me, they already have a guy in Trey Hopkins that that, uh, that they trust, at least to a degree. Right. wouldn't be shocked at all if they slid him to guard and, and had some of these young guys battle out for that other guard spot. Right, exactly. And I mean, I had people tweet me out saying, well, we need four offense linemen. Okay, I'm like, all right, let's be a little realistic. They're not getting four. I'm hoping, I, I think, I'm pretty confident we're going to get two in either free agent or trade or something like that. Possibly yeah. three. But four is, is almost out of the question. And, and and whether people want to like it or not, Jonah Williams and Trey Hopkins are going to be on this offense line either at center or, or left tackle or guard or right tackle or both guards or whatever. I mean, those two will be on the offensive line this next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly confident about Jonah Williams, and I'm, I'm pretty confident about Hopkins as well, just because of what he brings, how mature he is, you know, culture-wise it matters. Um, and so when you have that plus, uh, the fact that he is, he did show signs of being better, you know, in the second half of the year. And he's going to have, uh, you know, a whole offseason now to get back to the Hopkins in a contract year that we remember. You know, I, I like his chances of being – um, much better and, and, and improved in the guy we remember from 2020 pre-injury before he suffered that ACL injury. As far as Jonah Williams, if I had to guess, I would still say left tackle. Like if I had to do right. that, that being said, Laramie Tunsil could be out there, right? Like right. there are guys like that, yeah. that Teron mm-hmm. Armstead is mm-hmm. out there. You have to be interested in those guys. Yes, and, yes, and, absolutely. And they, if they're going to fix their offensive line, they have to be aggressive and they have to get proven bodies because they've tried. A lot of people say the Bengals haven't tried, especially nationally. Bengals haven't tried to fix the offensive line. They don't care about it. Oh, no, they care. There's a difference between trying and getting it right, and they haven't gotten it right, and they've gotten it wrong much more than they've gotten it right, and they they have to 100%. If there's one thing they have to do this offseason, they have to get it right in the trenches, specifically on the offensive line. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they the one mistake that I'll give them for, for last offseason – and it's just Jackson Carmen was not a plug and play right guard for them. That's what they needed him to be. That's what they drafted him to do. And it wasn't, and it didn't work. And when, once nope. Ryan uh, Reef or, or should be Reef got injured, you had mm-hmm. two unstable parts of your offensive line on that right side. And that really just had the offensive line decline from there. So, I mean, we've talked about this last year. I mean, you know, it would be nice if they were signed Zeitler at guard last year or whatever, 
that would have been, you know, a nice move. But that's where I think they're they're We both think they're going to fix it. The the other um, issue is I think we need to go out and get a cornerback. And my, I'll put it to you this way, real quick, James. I would like the Bengals to fix the offensive line and cornerback in free agency because we're picking thirty one. You know, mm-hmm. the, the line and bog or what the guy's name is from Iowa. He's a great center. There's a very doubtful he he or any of these other top five offensive linemen are going to be there at 31. Mm-hmm. I don't want the same problem we had when we drafted Billy Price. You know, we had this, a certain guy in mind, and he wasn't there, and they panicked and drafted Billy Price. So I would like them to get at least two or three offensive linemen, get a cornerback, and then you just draft for depth. That is, if you still have your you know 31, you don't trade it for Tunzel. But still, I would like them to draft for depth draft the best player available. And if you do fix it through off uh, free agency, that gives you the option to do that. Cause let's be honest, this team is not the deepest in certain areas, linebacker, tight end, you know, cornerback, offensive line, stuff like that. You're 100% right. You know, th- this team, and I said it on, on my channel, on my show, right. They have a win now quarterback. They have a win now trio of receivers, win now skill players across the board. And a win now defense. Do they need to add pieces? You know, another edge rusher. Yeah, of course. You know, if they if they don't re-sign both BJ Hill and Larry Ogunjobi, they're going to probably need. And even so, you you could use a young three tech, right? Right. But the fact that they've hit on all these guys in free agency gives them clear areas where, if you upgrade and give yourself a win now offensive line, and maybe one more veteran edge rusher, or to your point, a veteran cornerback, a CB. 1A doesn't need to be JC Jackson, but Mike yeah. Hilton wants JC Jackson. And so, hey, if Mike Hilton wants him, go get him, right? Go get him and Tunsil. Let's have some fun, right? I'm here for I that mean, too. <laughs> you, you might as well be aggressive, right? And they could do that, by the way. It might, it might sound unrealistic. They could. I don't think they will necessarily. Um, but if you fill those needs, then you go into the draft and you're like, all right, let's go best player available. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. I mean, the last time they could probably do that. Actually, I can't remember. It was 2013. Yeah, 2013, 14, somewhere in there. Yeah, w- with Tyler Eifert, 21st overall. Yep. They were a stat. They're oh my god, Tyler Eifert's still on the board. Oh my goodness, let's take him right. And he, mm-hmm. it should have worked out. It didn't work out. And there isn't a tight end worth the 31st pick in this draft. Mm-hmm. But how beautiful would it be if they could get a you know a safety? At 31. Now that no, is a possibility. Yeah. And no, I don't mean Jesse Bates' replacement for nope. all those that are like, oh my God. No. <laughs> Von Bell's in the last year of his deal. Right. And mm-hmm. so it, there's a chance there. And I'm not saying don't keep Von Bell. Maybe you right. extend Von Bell this offseason. But if you can take the best player available in all of these rounds, you're already picking at the end of the round. So it makes it tough. And right. if you put yourself into this porthole, we have to take a center. or We have to take this or we have to take that. You're going to get it wrong more than you're going to get it right. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I don't want to happen because, you know, last year we we're picking the top five. You know, we we knew we were going to take Sewell or we we're going to take Chase. It was pretty freaking easy. You know, you're picking 31. You don't know what you're going to get. You say, okay, I want to get this guy. Well, what if he's not there? So, and the thing is that the offense line is, is a bigger, there's more to fix than just one guy on the offense line. So that's why. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to some of the uh, comments in here. Uh, sure. Josh wants to know, uh, James, what do you think about the trade move, uh, like trading for Quentin Nelson or Laramie Tunsil? All right. Um, so of, I'll get the tonsil in a second. The Quentin yeah. Nelson stuff, and I know that comes from social media and mm-hmm. all that. If if that happens, uh, you know, if, if they trade, it's not going to happen, right? Yep. It's not. There's no way the Colts, a really well-run organization with a good GM in my eyes, are trading one of the best offensive linemen in the league, a guy who's so versatile. If they needed him to play tackle, could, even though he's a guard. I just don't see it. But mm-hmm. if it happens, I'll come on here and I'll eat 10 frozen strawberries in honor of strawberry ice. Because that, I won't even let them thaw out. That is, is not going to happen. Now, as far as uh, Laramie Tunsil's concerned, could that happen? Rebuilding team. Second-year quarterback that I, I was just watching Sports Center at the gym, and it's like our, our NFL Live at the gym. And I'm like, uh, well, there's, there's no way that uh, – that he's going to start. I forget his name, the dude in, in Houston, but he's Davis Mills. But yes. I think it's, is it Davis Mills? Yeah. But it sounds uh, like I, he's going to start one I, of those. I, guys. My, do, my dog's trying to get his two points in here too. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're good. But the, you know, to me, the Tunsil thing could happen. They're going to trade cooks. Mm-hmm. They'll probably trade Deshaun Watson. If you can get Tunsil. Yes. And that's realistic. Right. I just don't think Quentin Nelson is going to be available. If he is. Oh, Right. Give 31, yeah. give next year's one, and then <laughs> sign him to an extent. I don't even know what his contract is. I haven't even entertained it because it's a silly rumor. But 
Laramie Tunsil, I think there is a chance. I don't know if the Bengals would necessarily do it because he's owed 17 plus million this year, 10 million guaranteed, 18 plus next year. Right. That being said, he's 27 years old, could be a franchise left tackle, specializes in pass blocking, is an elite pass blocker. And last I checked, if you keep number nine upright, you're going to have a shot in any game you play. So I yeah. uh, would not be mad if they made a move for Laramie Tunsil. So do you think he's uh, – for Tunsil, would it just be the 31 overall pick or 31 and like a second round next year or something like that? What, what do you think – what's your opinion of what they'd be looking for, for for Tunsil in that one? I think the Bengals would try to do the 31st pick and let's say a fourth or a fifth rounder mm-hmm. for Laramie Tunsil and, and they would just absorb his contract. And yeah. like the, the Texans – you know, 110th pick or something. They right, would try right. to get a pick back. Right. So they still have seven total picks. Um, assuming they get a compensatory selection. We'll see. We haven't found that out yet. I don't think I haven't seen any news on that yet. So, um, but yeah, that, that would be what I would think kind of a Cordy Glenn situation, but you're not going right. to be able to just move back eight spots. I think you're going to have to move back farther. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they have a pick in the sixties. I don't know if the, the Texans would do that, but maybe they do right to get in the first round and get their guy you know, that they want at the end of round one. So who knows? Maybe they want a quarterback. Maybe they want um, one of these wide receivers at the end of round one. So um, I certainly think it's doable. But, yeah, 31, the 31st pick would probably have to be involved in some some form or fashion. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would do that all day long. I mean, Tunsil, I think, would be a great addition. You move Jen Williams to uh, the right side, and then either you get get another guard or, like I said, get a center. And, and I think the offense line is is far better than it was last year. And jackpot Joey Burrow is upright. And we've we've seen like I, my son did a video and I talked about it with you earlier about how wide open in the last play of the Super Bowl, wide open Jamar Chase was and how wide open CJ Uzama was. And if we had an offensive line, you know, things would have been different. So that's where and I, I think Mike Brown and the Bengals are going to have nightmares about that. That's why I, I, I think they're going to fix the offensive line. And. James, let's be honest. Like, how cool is this? I mean, up until like three years ago, we never even thought about free agency for the Bengals. And not only are we talking about thinking about, we're talking about the top tier guys that the Bengals are possibly going after. I mean, that is how far this organization has come in three years. It's awesome, but they have to do it now, right? Like, yeah. I, I like I I totally get you because you're right. Mm-hmm. And and that's the the Joe Burrow effect and the Jamar Chase effect and the T Higgins and um, you know on defense hitting the ball out of the park hitting two grand slams back to back free agency cycles on defense and drafting Logan Wilson and hitting on him and Jermaine Pratt and Jesse Bates like th- that's what that is but now that you're here to stay here to stay to to maintain the AFC North and they could dominate the AFC North for the next decade. Like that's the thing is this organization 54 years in existence. They've only won the division back to back times once, 81 and 82. Mm-hmm. In 54 years. Yeah. And I know it was a different division then, but they've never been this perennial Super Bowl contender year in and year out the way and I it's a bad example I guess cuz the Packers haven't been there in a decade plus, but the Packers. Every time you talk about the Super Bowl in the NFC or the NFC title game, you're mm-hmm. thinking of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The Bengals can be that, but they have to get the offensive line right. Otherwise, Burrow's going to continue to get dinged up, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of people blaming him because he holds onto the ball. He, that's, that's what he does that, because yeah. he's a baller. Ben, right? ben Roethlisberger held onto the ball, and you know it's, yeah. uh, it's anyway. Sorry, get him, a, <laughs> get him a line. And right. so they to, to do, and the thing is they've tried a bunch of different ways, but they're going to have to be extra aggressive in free agency. Kevin Zeitler, I know for sure, was interested in coming back to Cincinnati last year. And the offer wasn't close to what the Ravens offered. That's It can't happen anymore. Like, you have the quarterback. You have one of the best receivers in the NFL. And then another top 20 receiver probably in Higgins. And I still haven't gotten to Boyd yet or, Mm -hmm. you know, a top Mm -hmm. 10 running back in Mixon. And we can argue where they're ranked and all that stuff. You have all these pieces. And you have a young head coach you believe in that you just extended. Stop tying one arm behind your back, right? You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. coaching. It, it, it's like they're like this because right. they don't have an offensive line. And instead of that, go out, get the offensive line, and then watch this offense flourish. Because even as, as good as the defense has been, the offense should be the strength of the team with what they have at quarterback and those skill players. Exactly. And, and just like you were just saying, you know, the coach has been the big coach with their, their hands tied together because of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. To me, that goes to, I, I think, 
a compliment to to this coaching staff of what they were able to accomplish with this offense line the way it, way it is, and to the the. And I know you guys got into this on, on Locked on Bengals a little bit. And I, and I liked what uh, you guys said about uh, Zach Taylor's play calling because everybody keeps getting on about his play calling and yada, 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 and all these different things that it could be better. Of course, we, we all agree it could be, be better. Zach's even said it could be better. But it's hard to be able to, to play call plays the way he wants to because of this offense line and because of the beginning of the year. Let's be honest, Joe Burrow had a knee injury, and he wasn't mm-hmm. the Joe Burrow we saw the second half of the season. So Zach had to coach around all of that stuff. And to me, that, that just shows how good a coach I think Zach is and how good a leader he is. Yeah, it, it agreed. And it's also a testament to how unflappable Joe Burrow is. True. Because I don't think Zach would have been able to do that with Dalton. I don't think he would have been able to do And that's not a knock on Andy, but I'm just using no. him as an example because right. he was the quarterback before Burrow. Um, most quarterbacks would have broken mm-hmm. and, and, and not made it past it and not been, you know... Uh, in a mindset, in a, in a, in a state to um, make the throw right at the end of the Tennessee game that he made the Jamar chase um, to just be Houdini in the pocket against the the Chiefs in the AFC title game. Because I didn't think the offensive line was any better in the AFC title game than they were the week prior. I just think that Burrow was that damn good mm-hmm. and, and he was really tough to, to bring down. So um, yeah, but Zach deserves credit. And I want to see this offense a Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor coached offense with an offensive line that isn't killing them. They don't need to be, I'll go back to what I said earlier, a win now offensive line. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's all. I I need you to be a B minus, right? Like me in high school, in college. I just want (laughs) to be minus. I don't give a damn much. You know, I'm fine with my 3.0 GPA. I don't want a D because that's bad. If I get a B minus in a a subject I'm struggling, you know, I want an A in certain things, but B minus, if that's your worst unit on offense, Mm-hmm. They're going to crush it. They're going to score 30 plus a game next year. They're going to be so damn good if their offense is a offensive line is a B minus. Um, if they shore up a couple of things outside of the line, add another receiver. They need an, another receiver. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do tight end wise. But they the, the receiver depth is a thing that I, I think they'll add. But yeah, uh, I do want to see Zach Taylor with a, a competent offensive line because it uh, it should unlock a couple of things for him, for Burrow, mm-hmm. for Joe Mixon, right, yep. for this entire offense. All right, so you brought up tight ends here, and and people have come at me and said that we need to get a better tight end. Um, I think CJ Uzama is a fine tight end. I think we need sure. a better backup because let's be honest, this yeah. offense is not designed for the tight end to be featured. It's just not. So I, you know, I mean, because everybody went nuts when Gronk said, "Oh, you know, if I got to play play in our year, I go like play for, for Joe Burrow." Which hey, if Gronk wants to come here and play, sign me up. I, you know, I'm all for what we do a two tight end set. I don't think that's going to happen. But do you think, do you think, I guess my question is, do you think CJ will be back? And is there a tight end in the draft that you think might be a good backup? Because true samples is, he is what he is. He's a blocking tight end. We need another receiving tight end as well, I think. So two things. One, I, I do think Uzama will probably be back. They'll find a way to keep him. He's obviously a huge leader in the locker room and he can play. All right. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's part of it. He can play. Yeah. Um, and, and he's a big part of what they do. Um, the second part of this, admittedly, I haven't done a ton of draft stuff because of, you know, normally I would have 50 names for you and I would, I have done all the research, but, uh, you've been a little have, busy. <laughs> that's right. But we did have Mike Renner of pro football focus on, I heard that. Yep. And, and he, uh, he talked about the tight end spot and he's like, look, there's no freak athletes, a bunch of guys in the mid rounds. And he kind of said, drew samples. And so to me, if they're going to add another guy. Maybe it is in free agency. And you look at the the free agency crop, mm-hmm. not only are, you know, is it just Uzama or Gronk, but there are a lot of guys that I think could help uh, you know, this offense and, and be a part of this offense and just be a threat if Uzama gets dinged up or when Uzama's out of the game, because um we saw it with Drew Sample. And I like Drew Sample, I think he's a good dude. I, th- I think he's a good blocker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but he's not a weapon in the passing game. No. And and that's not being mean it's not personal it's just what it's been and so um yeah i I think they could add probably another piece of value piece and free not necessarily rob gronkowski at the same time if you could get gronk Mm -hmm. and just kind of use him in the red zone and then use it you know playoff gronk alongside cj uzama you know who would love that number nine would love that yes (laughs) because he loves throwing to the tight end so Uh wouldn't be mad at that at all 
So let's get to uh, you had an article earlier today, and uh, let's see if I can bring it up here about Jesse Bates and Mike Hilton and everybody else's. You know, sign Jesse Bates, sign Jesse, which I am completely in agreement with it. So if you guys have not read the article, check out James's article at, at All Bengals. Uh, but what is your thoughts? Are we getting closer? You heard any, any news? I heard something right before a rumor come out that they might be getting close to signing something. That was just a rumor. <laughs> you know, you know how rumors are on the internet. So I, I don't know. What, as I said, I'm going to Mr. Informational Bengal here, James Repeat. What, what's the latest that you know on it? I think they're going to franchise tag him. I, I think there's a clear gap uh, between Jesse Bates and, and what his agent David Moletta wants. And I probably butchered his last name uh, and um, and the Bengals. And it's tough because you say everything out loud and the Bengals and Bates were clearly separate, right? They were far apart last off season during camp before the season started. Bates goes out there, has arguably his worst regular season, right? 80 tackles, one interception, was it four passes defensed? I might be wrong. I think it's four passes defensed in 15 games. And then he balls out in the playoffs and he is your, arguably your best defensive player and has been great and had mm-hmm. six passes defensed, uh, led to the interception, um, had, had an interception in the Super Bowl, two interceptions total. Um, look. 20 tackles too. I'm just rattling off all the stats. You said informational bangle. I got to do that. Um, <laughs> it, it's, I, was popping, uh, I was popping up on an article too, so you can see it there too as well. I, I think it's a, a dilemma because mm-hmm. Bates might want top of the market money. I know today he said he doesn't need to be the highest paid safety in the league. Yeah, but he might want 17 million per, which is right, right. underneath Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in guaranteed money, how much guaranteed money does he want? Where are the Bengals at? They have the franchise tag in the back pocket. So that's the tough part. Ken, they find middle ground where the Bengals say it's worth it to extend this 24-year-old right now and it be a number where Bates is, is comfortable accepting it, knowing the cap is going up, knowing everything that's going on. It's tough. It, it really is. And I get it. Fans want him extended. I understand that. And I I get extending him. I also understand the Bengals saying, I, we're not giving you $17 million per, or we're not going to give you $50 million guaranteed or whatever he wants. You know, And I'm not saying that's right. what he wants. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But it's a negotiation for a reason. So uh, we'll see. But I, I think he'll get tagged. I, I, if I had to guess, I don't think a deal gets done before March 8th, the franchise tag deadline. I think they'll tag him. And then they'll try to negotiate during uh, right before training camp and try to get a deal done before, um, before camp starts. But clearly Bates, I think today was Bates saying, hey, don't franchise tag me. Let's try to get a deal done. Right. And uh, who knows? These things can come together quick. He might not want to play on a one-year deal. And uh, you know maybe that's the route they go over the next few weeks. Yeah, I was getting a little excited because because uh, last night Jesse Bates to- posted the you know the eyes look you know for the next day. I'm like, ooh, you're gonna get signed. What's going on? Maybe that was just for the uh, interview he had on NFL Network, which is a really good interview. And, and like you said, he didn't say that he would or had to be the highest paid safety, which is good because Jamal Adams, how much money the Seahawks are paying him is is ridiculous. And and let's be honest, I mean Jesse Bates played like the best safety in the league in the playoffs. Like you said in the in the regular season, he didn't. And I do think that contract hanging over him got to him a little bit so i i completely agree that i unless something gets done here soon i think they're going to have to franchise tag him and and uh hopefully negotiate some more into the season but let's see we talked about uh larry joby and bj hill and some people have asked me you know they're they're coming out like we're not gonna sign both of them which one would you sign out of the two I, i personally think they're going to sign both of them but personally i think they the bengals priority probably is bj hill and then larry o what's your thoughts i could see that you know i i think they'll try to keep both it, it really depends to me what kind of market does larry Ogunjobi have right mm-hmm. you know because he, he had some splash plays at the same time there were little inconsistencies in there and right. that's part of life after geno atkins where you're expecting you know him to blow up plays all the time. And, uh, you know, I, I think Larry Ogunjobi is a really good three tech. So if you, if you can keep him for a reasonable number, I think you do it because he's entering his prime uh, in his prime rather uh, BJ Hill should be entering his prime right now. Mm-hmm. And so if I had to prioritize it, I, I think it would be Hill and then Ogunjobi, but in a perfect world, they'd keep both. It really just depends on what Ogunjobi's market is. I think he will hit the free agent market and then they'll, they'll kind of see if they can work something out, because if you're Larry Ogunjobi, you want to get to market and see, all right, I signed this one year deal. I was really productive. I had an injury in the playoffs. Are you going to back up the Brinks truck and sign me to a three year deal? Cause now's the time to get that done. 
And, uh, and we'll see if, if a team is willing to do that. If not, wouldn't be shocked at all if he comes back to Cincinnati and tries to uh, duplicate what he did in 2021 and then some. Now I got another question where we talk about uh cornerback position and, you know, I would love to sign, sign JC Jackson. I don't know if he's going to be there or not. We'll see. But um, what have to, what is um, your thoughts on uh, Eli Apple? I, I'm not saying he's, um, he's going to be a starter for us, but I think mm-hmm. he's a good uh, backup. What, where, where are you at with him? And I'll, I'll let yeah. you go after that. I'll let you go after this. This one. I know you got to get going here. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, I just want to give you a heads up. I forgot to mention it. Um, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, Eli Apple. It's it's twofold, right? He's mm-hmm. on the field. Love it. Minimum deal, no risk, outperformed. Uh, did he get beat? Of course. Cooper Cup should beat Eli Apple with the Super Bowl on the line. You, you know, like that's. I would expect Jamar Chase to beat him too, one on one. Like right. that's not necessarily Eli Apple's fault, and I'm not crushing him for the Super Bowl. Here's what I don't like about Eli Apple. When you're okay at something, you're not great, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot be the loudest person in the room. Right. And that dude goes on social media and acts like he's this lockdown corner <laughs> yep. tweeting mm-hmm. everybody. And you just don't need that, right? Like for me, for example, you know what I want in any of my jobs that I've had in this industry? I do not want to be a distraction to my boss. Why? Right. Because I'm not the the person making the most money that they have to have and they have to have on staff and that they have to employ. No, no, no. I want to go under the radar. I don't want to be a distraction. I just want to work hard and that's it. And I think that's what the Bengals want out of their fourth cornerback. Right. Right. And that's what Eli Apple, I don't think they're bringing him back to be their starter next no. year necessarily. He, he wasn't brought here to start to begin with. <laughs> exactly. So that's the thing is like, if they bring him back, I think they're going to say, tone it down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Will he be willing to do that? One, two, what kind of money is he looking for? And three, is there a market outside of Cincinnati? Because a lot of fan bases are like Eli Apple. Yeah. <laughs> right. They laugh at the idea of it. So I could see a path to him coming back. But one, you can't be a distraction when you're the fourth corner on the team. Two, what kind of money is he realistically going to get? If you can bring him back for two or three million bucks, worth it if you're not a distraction mm-hmm. uh you know if he's asking for five million per over the next three years well eli you're not <laughs> we're not there yet we're just right. not there yet my man exactly i don't get the rowdy i ever laugh here thanks for the 20 dollars super chat appreciate it hey there he said there is talk that the next time the salary cap goes up it will be over 300 million can we sign higgins to a huge prorated signing bonus to go against the 2023 cap and come off the books before Burrow and Chase come due. Yeah, um, I totally understand that. So Higgins can't sign an extension till after the 2022 season. It's got to be three years. So a year from now, that will be something mm. that you're talking about because Joe Burrow will be entering the final year. You will be talking about a Joe Burrow extension too, yeah. right? Where they where they exercise the fifth year option and maybe try to get a deal done with him after next season as well. Um, totally could see that happening. Where, where you get him in and you try to do it where you can balance it, where you get Higgins and Burrow locked up and then you got Chase coming and, you know, and, and then it goes from there and, and we'll see. But uh, no, I think, I know some have speculated, ah, oh, well, they won't be able to keep Higgins and Chase. And yeah, they will. They, they will. Absolutely. That's possible. I think they plan on doing that and that's uh, certainly in their future. So yeah, they, they can do that. They just can't do it this off season. I think next offseason they'll look at number five because he's changing his number, T. Higgins, right. mm-hmm. and then number nine, Joe Burrow as well. Yeah, and Logan cool. Wilson for, for what it's worth, and Logan Wilson. True. Uh, it would be cool if if uh, if uh, uh, Tyler Boyd goes to three and people talk about the five one three boys, that'd be cool. But I don't think I don't think uh, uh Bates will, will will change his number, but that would that would be cool. We had the five one three area code guys on there. That, that would be neat. All right, James. I know you gotta get going, you gotta do your podcast here soon. Um I've ter- I gotta give you guys a shout. I've thoroughly enjoyed your podcast the last couple uh weeks. The guys you've had on Sands, I love Sands, and the guy from PFF was awesome. I love love the uh, information you guys have been doing. So if anybody who watches me doesn't listen to Locked Up Bengals, which I seriously doubt that's possible, why not go check out James and uh Jake Lisco? They do a great job. Check out James on allbengals.com, all bearcats, and everything else. And what, what anything else you want to plug other uh, james built bars or whatever you got <laughs> <laughs> hey man I, I mean if you want me to i got it right here but uh, <laughs> there you go no 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 i uh cincinnati Bengals talk is the other one right on youtube so yep. 
Um, yeah, you're right. I try to be Mr. Informational. Maybe that's what I'll go by. I like that. I, I want to see. I want to see that name. Uh, so James Rapine, I want to see Mr. Informational on your YouTube channel tonight when we, we're going to watch about Locked On Bengals. <laughs> All right, Mr. Informational. I like it. It has a ring to it, Mr. <laughs> Strawberry Ice. Yeah, baby, that's right. <laughs> All right, James. As always, dude, I appreciate you. And dude, I, I I'm so excited about this offseason. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, I can't wait till the season starts, but we got a ways to go. Will be, my man. Yes, sir. Thanks for everyone for watching, and uh, thanks, man. Appreciate you having me. All right, man. See you, James. Who day? Hey, guys. Sorry, I'm back. I hope you uh, enjoyed that as much as I did. I love James Rapine. He is a very, very cool dude. He's always coming on my show when he gets a chance, and he's a very busy guy, and I didn't get the chance to ask him about, you know, Super Bowl, how cool that was. We got so much stuff about um, uh, free agency and – What's going on? So let me get to Steve Lowe. Steve, what's up, man? Let's get to your comment here. I'm sorry if it was for James. I, I missed it. Um, hey, hey, I say James, at the beginning of the season, I told James 12 and 5 with a playoff win. The boys did better with another offseason like the last two. Yeah, I, I dude, I was at 12 and what I was 11 and 6 was mine. So I was with you there, Steve. I thought we had a good, a, a very good chance. And look, <laughs> I can't, I can't emphasize this stuff and, and i hate keep telling a squeaky wheel we fixed this offensive line guys girls the sky is the limit with this team as long as they stay healthy but i'll just go to try to explain what my my tweet was and i got it blew up i had a whole bunch of people some people liked it some people didn't my thought process is if you didn't hear at the beginning of the show if we can sign ryan jensen who is a top tier center you can move trey hopkins over to guard and then you can go get i don't know, larry tunsil you can get uh, 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 Armstead, you can go get uh, Orlando Brown, go get a, a top tier left tackle, go get another uh, guard, say Austin Corbett. If you can sign those three guys, and they're like it's like, like James said, they Bengals are loyal, they have Trey Hopkins under contract, he's going to start somewhere, you know, him and and, and Jenna Williams are going to start somewhere. Those two, I guarantee you, are going to start somewhere in the offensive line next year. So if you get that stud center you get a stud left tackle you get a very good guard and you get a, and you move general williams from left to right which i think he might be do better at right because of the short arms and you have trey hopkins as your right guard i'm telling you that's a pretty daggone good offensive line so that's where you know and now i know jonah or ryan jensen is expensive so that's where i'm not sure it, i won't say i'm not sure the Bengals going to do it. It, it it's they have to be very smart with their money. A lot of guaranteed money, money up front, because you still got to sign Jesse Bates. You still got to sign Larry Ogajobi or BJ Hill, hopefully both. And 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 the other free agents like CJ Uzama, and they got the draft pick. So there are other guys they have to sign. So they have to be smart with their money. They can't just spend all of it on, and that's what pe people told me. Because my first one was, I wanted Ryan Jensen and uh, Armstead. And everybody said, well, that goes all of our money. I'm like, well, you don't pay them. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not in, to the analytics of it. I'm into the players of it. They have to be smart with their with their contracts, which they have been the last couple of years with the guys that they've signed. And I don't think they're going to change that. So there's lots of options out there of what they can do. I really, I, worst case scenario, I think they're going to sign two offensive linemen. I really have a feeling they're going to sign three. They need, if they can get a, a, a serviceable cornerback, and JC Jensen would be great. But Cheetah Bay Wuzier, if they can get another guy like him, because I'll be honest, I never heard of Cheetah Bay until last year. And he has been a great cornerback for us. If they can get another guy like that on the other side, we're good as far as that goes. And, like, and then, and then, like I said, the draft. Draft for depth. Draft the best player available. That would be the perfect case scenario for the Bengals, which you could get a center, which I wanted to bring this up because the guy that James had on Locked on Bengals was talking about a safe, I said center, safety that the Bengals could possibly pick up at 31. And no, we're not saying replace Jesse Bates, but maybe eventually Von Bell. I mean, I love Von Bell. He is getting older. You, But either way, you have to have depth pieces. I mean, Ricardo Allen, retired. You got to have some depth pieces. That's where I'm at with the Bengals. And and I'm not very good at explaining everything on Twitter and typing it all out. So that's why I wanted to try to explain what my tweet was for everybody who, I, I literally had somebody tell me this is the worst, worst take ever. I'm like, how is take, taking one of the best centers <laughs> in the league a worse take? I was <laughs> just like, did you? Uh, anyway, Twitter is sometimes funny. I, you know, I don't take it personal. It's all good. All right, let's see here. Brandon, what's up? Uh, if I remember right, 
Ice Hopkins wasn't that great at right guard when they moved him into center 2018. He was a way better center than guard. And I'm not saying he's a great guard. That, and that's where I mean, he, he wasn't that good at guard. I'm not saying he's a great guard. What I'm saying is he was okay at guard. If you get Ryan Jensen, who is better at center than Trey Hopkins, and you have Jonah Williams at right tackle, you put Trey Hopkins at guard, that makes him better. If you surround him with better players, that makes him better. And you, you also have to look at look at the offensive line that, that Trey played on back then. None of them were any good. So that's what kind of like, yeah, it says he wasn't that good then, but nobody was any good on, on that on that offensive line. So that's where I'm kind of, you know, I, I just, I, I, I don't, I think as far, if Trey Hopkins is the weakest link on that offensive line at guard, we we got a pretty good offensive line. I'll say that. Rowdy every lap. So trade Jackson Carmen for a third round pick. See, I don't want to trade Jackson Carmen. I still think Jackson Carmen can be a serviceable guard for us. And that's where Trey Hopkins, he's only got one year left on his deal. The next year, you got Jackson Carmen and you got Deontay Smith, who will have another full year in the NFL under their belt. They could compete for that right guard. You know, say you got Austin Corbett, you signed him for three years. That's locked up. You know, so your other right guard. A position is open for one of those two. Just my thoughts. All right, Tommy Morgan Moses at tackle is a move that fits the Bengals. So does Ryan Jensen. Look, I don't mind Morgan Moses. The only my only issue is he is older. So that's I would rather. I if we're going to get people that you have to replace, I'd rather be the guards. I'd rather have a tackle that we can plug and play and keep in for a couple years. But hey, if Morgan Moses is it and it's like James Rapine said, win right now mode, then I'm I'm all for it. So, you know, I, I like I said, to be honest, I'm not set on one direction to go with this offensive line. What I'm set on is doing the best we can to protect Joe Burrow, keep him upright, and hopefully him, have him make it through a season and not have a knee injury, <laughs> you know? Keep him upright and let this offense cook. I don't care who they sign, where they sign, where they move people, long as the offense line is better than it was this year. And I think they have a chance of being really good. Josh, just because they aren't projects to make X amount of dollars doesn't mean they will make X amount of dollars. They can give them more money up front. Yes, exactly. No, I, I agree with you. That's where they, they can, you know, do the guaranteed up front. They can defer some. They can do lots of different stuff, which they've done with the contract. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about it. I, Katie Blackburn is really smart <laughs> trying to figure out these contracts. So I think she'll be good at that. And plus the other thing you have to look at too, these guys might want to come here. I mean, Ryan Jensen, Tampa Buccaneers don't have Tom Brady anymore. Who knows who their quarterback is? The Northern Saints, Jesse Armstead, or not Jesse, uh, Armstead. Who's their quarterback? You have to look at where these, te- these guys are coming from. The Bengals have jackpot Joey Burrow. And we just went to the Super Bowl. And they know the one thing we need is offensive line. So, could they use that to advantage and try to get as much money as they can get? Sure. Or could they go, I want to get a ring. I want to go to Cincinnati and I want to play for Jackpot Joey Burrow, just like DJ Reader did. So, that's a lot of things. You know, we will see what happens. I think there's going to be more guys that we can sign that I want to get here or what'll come here. Brandon, what's up? Who are the guards you like in free agency ice? I like um and I get to off the top of my head. Hoffman, I think his name is from Washington and I like uh Austin Cobra from the I think he's from the Rams or the Chargers. Again I'm trying to do it off the top of my head. Those are the two that I've I've been looking at. And like I said, I've been looking at all kinds of different stuff. <laughs> so my brain might be a little jumbled. Rowdy ever like Hakeem Adenogy sucks. <laughs> it bummed me out that he was playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. He didn't play that. I, would, I don't know if I would go as far as he sucks. The thing is, I, I Hakeem it would be a guy that I would keep as a backup. The thing is, he, these guys that we had, the problem is, Jax Carmen, and I said this with James, was supposed to be the plug-and-play right guard. He wasn't. Hakeem Adenogy was never supposed to be that. They were he was a project when they drafted him. You know, they felt more confident with him at right guard than Jax Carmen, which kind of goes to 
not say so such a good thing about Jackson Carmen. That's where they messed up in this whole offseason. Like James said, they could have had Zeiler for not that much money, but the Bengals didn't want to spend the money. I think they will this year. But the thing is, Hakeem Adeniji, Jackson Carmen, Deontay Smith, uh, 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 Isaiah Prince, they're gonna have to keep some of these some of these guys one to hopefully develop them for future and two for backups. You gotta have backups. So that's where we're at with that. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bill Jordan, your take is problematic because there's multiple problems. Trey isn't really good one way one on one, which makes him a better better at center. The money you're spending is exorbitant. I'm not spending the money. I haven't even said how much money they're spending. <laughs> so that's why everybody keeps going about the money. I'm like, I'm not saying give him everything he wants. <laughs> this is the- theoretical. That then he can get it under the salary cap and then we're not giving him a ton of money. Everybody wants to throw the money out at me. I-, I haven't said how much I'm paying him. I'm just saying it'd be cool to get him. There are better fits, just not close to the ideal plan. I mean, if they- look, if you want to keep Trey Hopkins at the center, I'm fine with it. That's cool. But I'm just saying, if you're building an offensive line for future, and that's, I don't want to, I like an offensive line that we can move forward with future-wise. So, to me, you're building an offensive line. You start with your tackles and your centers. If you can get those three sets, you can fill in with your guards. And, the, and if you have an anchor at center and anchors at left and right tackle, tackle, your guards get better. That's all I'm saying. That's basic football, <laughs> you know? So everybody keeps looking at how bad um, uh, uh, Hopkins was at center or at guard. Again, first this year, he was hurt. Secondly, when he played guard, the whole offensive line sucked. <laughs> so, uh, yes, and you're right. Ha- Jackson was hurt. Yeah, and I, hopefully that's not a recurring thing with his back. But we'll see. All right, let's see here. Matt, thoughts on Trey Wayne's contract? Um, they're going to cut him. If they don't cut Trey Wayne's, I will be absolutely shocked. To be honest, uh, let's see here. Let's go, to Tommy. The other guard for the Colts is Galvensky. I cannot say that word. Is a free agent. He's not too shabby either. There's lots of good good guards out there. But like I said, for me, I would like to fix the tackle and center and try to get some guards in there too. We'll see. All right, let's see here. Tommy Ryan Jensen at center is projected in the in the 11 to 13 million dollar range. That's very reasonable for the type of guy you're getting. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and the thing is, you sign Ryan Jensen. He's I think he's just 30 years old, 29, 30 somewhere around there. You sign him to three or four years. That's your center for the next three or four years. You get say you get Tinsley from from Tennessee. He signed for the next two or three years. De- Jonah Williams is signed. So your right tackle, your center, and your and your left tackle are all set. <laughs> you know, we don't have to worry about them as long as they all stay healthy, of, of course. And then go sign Austin Corbett. Move Hopkins to center. Hell, you don't want you don't want to move Hopkins to center. Fine. Then cut him. You know, I don't think the Bengals are going to do it, just like James Rapine said. They're very loyal, and he worked his butt off to get back here. So I think he's gonna be fine at guard. I really I think it's a little funny of how many people are like, no, you can't put him at guard. Like, why the hell not? <laughs> like, why can't you? Like, I don't, I don't know. If you get a, a studded center and studded tackles, you can put Trey Hopkins at guard. You can. It's doable. <laughs> anyway. But this was fun about sports talk. I, I, you know, I got our own opinion. And you guys are fine. You got your own opinion. That's cool. You know, doesn't, matter, doesn't mean mine's right. Doesn't mean yours is wrong. I mean, I have no idea what the Bengals are going to do. We're just talking here. Brandon, I'm down with Jensen, 11 to 12 million a year. Like I said, that's not awful. And let and like I said, you have to look at the Bengals' history. The Bengals, like I said, they don't spend money on guards. Look at last year, Zeitler. They could have gotten a low ball. They don't. Now they might change their mind and spend money on guards this year. But if they spend it on, like I've said, the center and a left tackle, you move Jonah to right tackle and go get, you know, another guard. It's dude, it, it's if you're and if, if they got Corbett, like if this is your offense, let's, let's just let's just throw it out there. Let's say Tensley is your, your tackle, Corbett's your your guard, 
Jensen's your center. Pop, uh, Trey's your, your other guard. And you got Jonah Williams at tackle. Would anybody out there be disappointed with that? I mean, would anybody go, oh, my God, we're not going to be any good. We got Trey Hopkins at guard. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, if, if that happens, I don't know if it's going to or not. But that's just where I'm at. I'm like, it's not a, that horrible of an idea. <laughs> it's, that's some people come after me on, which is I just think it's hilarious. Jennifer and Jensen notes. Oh, come here. Jensen is noted for a nasty side to create some meanness. He is that he's because I think it was a playoff game or a regular season game where his helmet came off and he was pissed. He was ready to go kill somebody. So that's one of the reasons, not one of the reasons, but he's a good player. And yeah, you got to get anchors. Let's see here, Tommy. And if you're wrong, go cheaper at center and guard Ted Carnes. From the packs projected about six to seven million. Right. You could do that. That guard. You know, but I like I said, I just going by Bengals history, they spend money, like James said, on tackles and, and centers. They don't spend money on guards. So that's why my thought process isn't that crazy. Uh guard for the commanders could be a possible fit. Yeah, that's um um Hoff Hoffman, whatever his name is. Yes. Uh, Jennifer Jensen, we need that O-line in the AFC North. You are correct. Mm, Josh has bad knees. I don't know who's got bad knees. Is uh, see here. Rowdy Lap. Gronk said that the Bengals is the one place he'd go. He sure would be helpful in the Reds. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if Gronk, I, I just have a feeling Gronk's not going to play. I, I think he's, Brady's gone, he's gone. But like I said, hey, if he wants to come here, sign me up. I will, I will take him. Let's see here. Dean Hawkins was guard until they moved him to center when Price was a bust. That's exactly that's where I that Dean people said he wasn't that good a guard. Guard, that's where they moved him to center. I'm like, no, <laughs> they moved him to the center because Billy Price was awful. <laughs> they had no other choice. They had to try somebody at center and they moved Trey from guard to center. Thank you, Dean. That's exactly. And it wasn't that he and it, I, somebody said he was, they moved to center because he's bad at guard. Okay. Let's just think about that. If you're bad at guard, you're going to move them to a position that's even harder. That doesn't make any sense. They wouldn't do that. <laughs> he was okay at guard, and he's been okay at center. Uh, here. Arrow would love to have Gronk. He is an ideal fit for our offense stud at the run blocking, pass blocking as well. Great pass catcher. Yeah. I think how much more does, does Gronk have, you know? So, yeah, Sharif, that's it. Thank you, Sharif. Thank you, Bill. Sharif, that's, yes. That's the guard from um, from Washington, the Commanders. So I'm wondering if they're going to have a chance to say, we're about to go commando. <laughs> yeah, because they're Commanders? I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Greg, I'm with you. Ice on how to fix the offensive line. Thanks, at least somebody is. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Josh, what do you think about James Daniels at guard? He's only 24. It's fine. Like I said, there, like I said, I am not set on anything. I mean, there's plenty of guys out there that we can sign or trade to fix this offensive line. Like I said, I'm just trying to think logically what the Bengals have done with their history and what I think they're going to do. And I could see them doing. It. I could see them going after Jensen. Like I said, I keep repeating it, kicking Hopkins to guard because they pay money for centers and tackles, and then go and get another another tackle. You know, we'll see. Paul, I think the defense is one or two pieces away from being dominant, lockdown corner, good blitzer, and cover linebacker. Yeah, and the thing is, um, our our, uh, our our blitzer is uh, could be Joseph Osai. You know, we don't have to forget about him because if he is as good as he flashed in, in uh, training camp last year, that's awesome. And the thing is, I think Chidabe is is a lockdown corner, and, and the way that this defense way Lou runs the Stevens, you don't really necessarily need a lockdown. You need a very good cornerback. Don't get me wrong. But we don't need the higher echelon. Like I said, if we get another guy as talented as Cheetah Bay, we're going to be fine at, at cornerback. Yeah, I love you, J.C. Jensen. I've said that. That'd be great. I, uh, you know, I'll see if the if the um, Patriots let him go. You know, they might have franchise, franchise tag him. Uh, let's see here. Jennifer, what about the good corners from the Cowboys in Young? In Young, I mean guard. 
Are you talking corners? Do they have a free agent? I have. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head uh, who the free agent corners will be from Denver. I have to go look at that. I created the hot March 16th. Get to get here fast enough. Exactly. And the funny thing is, this is kind of like we're having an argument just like last year with, with uh, your Chaser Sewell, you know, of what we're going to do. Which, dude, it's fun because they're actually talking about something we all believe and think they're going to do it. So, it is it is a blast. And like I said, you guys don't have to agree with me. I, that's fine. I don't expect everybody to, to agree with what I'm saying. My problem is I just, like, on Twitter, when it blows up... <laughs> I can't answer everybody. I don't have time to do all that. So when something like that happens, I try to answer it on here. So this is why if you follow me on Twitter and you're not subscribed to my channel, please do so. Go to Sports with Strawberry Ice and hit the subscription button. All right, Rowdy, every lad. Gronk made so much from endorsements that his salary is not important. If he thinks he has a chance at a Super Bowl, he will sign for Hey, I, I'm with you, Rowdy. I hope so. I just don't know if it's hearts into it. That's my thing. You know, and will the Bearcats win tonight? I'm going to say it again. I'll say yes, because last time <laughs> you asked me that on the show, I said yes, and they won. We'll see what happens. They got Central Florida tonight at 9 o'clock, which I like that. Why the heck is it so late at 9 o'clock? They're playing in Orlando. Why are they playing? I don't know. I don't understand why they got us playing so late. At least it's on ESPNU, so we can watch it. Brandon, how good was getting Cheetah Bay $22 million for three years? Unbelievable. Steal. I mean, that's the thing. If you guys look at the offense or look at the free agents they did last year, Trey Henderson, steal. Cheetah Bay, steal. I'll even say Eli Apple. Everybody's like this. You know, he's bad. He helped this team out. If Eli Apple's not there, I don't know who's the second who's the second, second cornerback. You know, so they did so good on, on the free agents that they signed last year. They need to hit like that again this year. And like I said, I'm hoping for three offensive linemen, and I'm hoping for a cornerback. Again, you get those, get those four positions locked up. Go re-sign Jesse Bates. I like to get B.J. Hill and Larry O signed again. And let's go. <laughs> you know? Uh, C.J. Uzama, I'll get him back, too. Sign those guys back, and let's go, man. Let's go, let's go draft it's for depth. Best player available. Stay healthy. And we're going back to the Super Bowl. Arrow. Sounds like there are there is some negativity between New England and J.C. Jackson. I would say he's going to say they act like they don't need him. Hey, that's fine with like him. I will take him, and hopefully he'll come here for less money. Bill Jordan signed James Daniels. He's a guard center. Hopkins plays center one more season. Then Daniels slides over. If Trey Hill doesn't develop, Trey trade for Tunzel and re-sign Spain. Hey, that's cool with me. I mean. I said, I'm not set on one way or another. I'm just, like I said, I'm just going by Bengals history. They don't pay for guards. That's why I think they will pay for a center and they'll pay for a tackle. And they'll get a guard. They just won't pay a ton for them. Dean, anyone we add is just playing with house money. I think of all the guys that we picked up off and or picked, excuse me, we picked up on offense and defense last year that will be playing in the system for the second year. Exactly. <laughs> Why did the Giants trade Hill? Crown, I have no idea, but I'm glad they did. <laughs> that, that was the one of the greatest trades in Bengals history. Yeah, and Mike Hilton is recruiting tons of, which, I mean, he's recruited them, but the Texans got to be willing to trade him. You know, it's not like Tunzel is a free agent. So, I think it's cool. I like it. And I'll take Tunzel. But the like I said, the Texans have to be willing to trade him. Sorry, I got a drink there. All right, Bill. JC Jackson doesn't play zone coverage well, which the Bengals do a lot of. He's just not a fit, especially for the money. That, that that's a good point. I mean uh oh, he tweeted J yeah, he tweeted JC too. You're right. Yes, he has. My bad, Arrow. Hilton tweeted at JC as well. But yeah, you're right, um, Bill. And that's where I'm like, I think as far as the cornerback goes, I really do think they're going to try to get somebody along the same lines as Cheetah Bay. Because your your point in case right there, oh, they play zone coverage. They don't really need they don't really need a shutdown guy. I mean, it'd be nice to get one. They don't really need one. The way they play 
defense. So if you can get a guy who's just as good as Chidibe on the other side, I think we're gonna be fine. So I mean, I like to get JC Jackson. I'm not, I'm not like, oh my god, we gotta get him. I'm more of, I want three offensive linemen, <laughs> you know, and go draft a cornerback in you know at third to one if you can. Brandon, uh, interesting. Didn't know JC wasn't good at zone. Brandon, I didn't either. So learn, learn something new every day. So I believe what Bill said. Like I said, I don't have any reason not to believe him. So, all right, we've been going for about an hour. I appreciate every single one of you. Let me get the bill here. The Tampa Bay corner is the guy you want, but he probably is pricey. Name eludes me, Carton, I think. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look him up on PFF. So he's a cornerback for Tampa. And that's the thing. You see, and everybody says that they're going to be wanting all this money. If they're coming from Tampa, they already won a Super Bowl. They know what it takes to win a Super Bowl. So they either look at it this way, the guy hasn't made money and he wants to get his back now because he won a Super Bowl, or he wants to win a, another one and come here for less money. So we'll see. Anyway, let's get to Facebook groups that let me live stream. As always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, the Ohio State Bucknuts. The Ice Bar, they can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. If you missed any of the show or the interview with James Rapine, you can check it out on the podcast later on tonight or tomorrow. It'll be on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, my originals, we're at 1,505 subscribers. That is awesome. Like a rocket ship, we're heading to 2,000, hopefully. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, please to support, subscribe to Sports with Strawberry Ice on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it. Tomorrow, I got my boy Dale, my seat neighbor. He sits behind me at the Bengals games, and he is a draft nut. He sent me a spreadsheet and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to be talking uh, mostly NFL draft tomorrow and what the Bengals could do at 31 if they keep the pick. If they don't keep the pick. So check it out tomorrow. As always, live at 530. And other than that, I'm going to watch the Bearcats, which you know, starts at 9 o'clock. Hopefully they'll win. we got March Madness coming up soon. Hopefully by the end of this week, Jesse Bates is signed. Be kind of surprised, but you never know. I can't wait till March 16th, 15th, whenever. I thought, it was, I thought it was 15th when the free agency starts, but somebody said it was 16th. Either way, I can't wait. I'll go find out what the Bengals are going to do. This is going to be fun. You guys have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's just sports, baby. See ya! Sing it
black and white.